Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. Greetings and welcome to a Sunday slash Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is October 1st. Oh. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, <laughs> all is right. Recording on the 1st. Um, you know, it was... Uh... Ryder Cup Sunday. We're recording here early on Sunday from uh, our New York area environs. Uh, you got to get out. You got to catch a flight. You're going to the Friday event, Friday golf event tomorrow in Michigan. I got to drive back to D.C., I got to uh, say, great content, Ryder Cup. Oh, it's always a great really, content. Really picked up the last 24 hours. Absolutely. <laughs> and this is kind of, you know, it ended as a five-point five difference, 16.5, 11.5. The Europeans win. Got a little closer there than Sunday than that, for sure. I think a few of those points were sort of uh, garbage time points. I mean, they count. They matter. And I don't know if the U.S. would have been able to flip them anyways if they did count. So it, it's kind of a it's a subjective area. But... It ends up as a five-point margin, but even if it weren't close and it hasn't felt particularly close since Friday morning, it was still, as you say, an incredible Ryder Cup, content-wise, drama-wise, uh, contentious-wise. Uh, People often ask us, who are you rooting for? And it's really, what we're rooting for is the content. Content gods, right? That's <laughs> you know, what we're always rooting for. <laughs> If the U.S. wins, Delivered. I'm not going to be upset. If the Americans win, I'm not going to be upset or happy or overly joyed. All I'm looking for is great content. I want stuff to happen, and stuff happened. Uh, subscribe to the Friday newsletter. We'll have a full debrief. We're recording this as the uh, team press conferences are still to be uh, still to be made and underway. We'll recap that certainly more on the, on the shotgun start as the week progresses. Uh, anything you're expecting from those based on this five-point loss another loss by the uh, united states and europe it's been 30 plus years now it will be a dare manner um in whatever 2027 uh that they could break this streak but where do you think this is going from either a celebratory european one i think it could get a little uh not hot even in europe but but pointed based on what happened last night with lacava and other things, uh, I think they could throw some haymakers even while they celebrate with champagne, quite honestly. And then the Americans, that's coming up here in, in a few minutes. On the American side, I think it's going to be we're just best friends. It's I, To me, it seems like Zatch is very, very fixated on controlling the narrative. Well, he's doing this Lincoln Riley thing where, you know, this, this 18 year olds, like 18 year old kids aren't allowed to talk to anyone. And he's making grown ass men like Captain said, no, I can't talk to you right now. Yeah, LaCava can't oh. talk. They, we saw. I mean, last night's last night's um, press conference with the Team USA was tough. I mean, it was tough oh, on multiple five, fronts. Like, guys. Yeah, I mean, the European the Europeans were were just like dogs with a bone going after them. Pat Cantlay, the, the press, <laughs> yeah, the European, the, the European right. press were right. were just going at them. And I think you know, from from the sense of. Uh, What's going to happen is more of that and more of the U.S. team saying, oh, we, we love each other. We, we love each other. And then I think in, in the following days, 
details will trickle out as the as the as the players are uh, able to you know be out from under the uh, r- rule of uh, Captain Johnson, who's uh, one of the more eloquent speakers that we've we've seen. He's he's had a rough week. I don't want to pile on him, but we probably will during the course of this recording. We just got a text from a friend as that CJ said it was about the journey. So. <laughs> Uh, results be damned, win be damned. It's all about, it's all about the friends you make on the way. Along the way for for Captain Zash, um, a five point loss. I think the recriminations, the autopsies will come in the in in the coming weeks. Um, it did seem like they had a real bond. I mean, Johnson, like you're emotionally spent, you're exhausted, you're like just toast. And I think even the um, sort of the the glimmer of hope there for a while today probably makes it even more emotionally draining, more emotionally crashing when it finally is resolved here. And so he was in tears. Uh, Fleet would appear to be in tears. Rory was emotional. It's kind of, a, I know the Ryder Cup's always meant like a lot and been this really important event, but it feels like it's, it's the most uh, emotionally charged and meaningful event in a, by a long margin. And you saw that a little bit with Zach. I don't know that he'll be able to articulate it real well, um, why, why, you know, this kind of crumbled and fell apart for the American side. Uh, but we'll try to get it here in, in a few minutes. Um, who was your most impressive player on Sunday? Where did you land? Well, I, I gotta say off the top, do we owe Bob big shot Bob an apology? No, no. I, 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 Why? I, I see there's some Europeans <laughs> kind of taking a uh we love Big Shot Bob. I just want to make that clear. We were we coined him Big every, Shot Bob, I believe. Every, every I believe. Every um every apology starts with a with a disclaimer we that we love them. Um I I just see so Look, he was he was bad. He played bad. He caught he caught Wyndham rewards Clark, who someone suggested if you lose to Big Shot Bob, you got to rename him La Quinta Clark. He was he he missed that guy. Thank God it did not come down to it. He missed like a two footer, which Ricky would have conceded well, to yeah, him. Um, he missed a two Wyndham footer. Wyndham Clark was playing tough. He was he wasn't conceding uh, thank three God footers. It did. But Europeans are taking a victory lap, saying. People doubted him. He went two and zero oh, or two and one, two zero oh and one, I should say. Went undefeated. I mean, he rode the back of Justin Rose. He was the shakiest player for sure for your not for sure, but he was very shaky. He lucked out on Sunday that you know he drew a, a kind of a no show Clark, and that it, his point didn't end up mattering. That's I can't believe we're starting with Big Shot Bob, but I I, I don't I, think an apology is due, but he exceeded maybe our low expectations. I, I wouldn't say he was great though, very good even. I think there's like two contenders for me. I uh, I would say, you know, for me, it's between Rory and Rom, And I think um, Rory might have been the more outstanding player, but Rom, Rom had a couple big moments. Um, and I think that for that reason, I'm going to take Rom just because, you know, and this is, you know, I think you could choose either of these two guys and not be incorrect. But with Rom real momentum impactful matches where he had great moments were on Friday afternoon in the in the best ball swip, swinging that match on 18 making the eagle putt that got a half and then today with getting a half off Scheffler that was an incredible match yeah that that, that match like just signifies like 
showcases why golf needs more match play, getting to watch two of the four best players in the world go toe-to-toe, blow-for-blow, like outstanding golf. And then it come down to 18 where, you know, Rom just makes a, it was, it was a great, great, great putt. I mean, that was an amazing putt given the circumstance. So I'm going to go with Rom just because I felt like those two halves were just monumental halves in terms of momentum and where the matches and, and kind of were in the balance. Like that, like slammed the door shut on Friday being like, we're not giving you any momentum. And then on, on, on Sunday, it was like, you're looking at the board and it was like, ah, this doesn't look that like there are some problems here and getting that half point just gave a little bit of an assurance and it got them to 14 easily to where all those matches, none of those guys had to win those matches. They just needed to have, have. and yeah. and that was a really big half point. So I'm going to go with Rom. What about you? I got to go with Rory. I, I mean, it's kind of, it can be kind of a futile exercise in a, in a, in a contest where 14 points or 14 and a half points are needed and 12 players are needed in some form or fashion to not be awful or be better than average. Like it's, it's a, it's a big stew here and to isolate it to one player is a kind of a futile exercise. But if you're going to ask me who is the most valuable player, it's Rory McIlroy, uh, Rory, Rory Robin Hovland, right? Like Luke Donald rode his horses and the horses ran for him. That was not the converse for the United States. Um, well, Eleven points from. We started from those this three. We started this week at you know B Dratty down in, in New York, and you asked me the same question: like who has the most pressure on him? Yes, Trevor Immelman, who had the most pressure on him in the Friday Golf Podcast uh, on Sunday preview, and we both said Rory. And I think like given that external factor, right? Giving Rory as this front man for the European team, Rory is new front leader, man for new leader like this year, is like unwavering sort of. Uh, refusal to suggest that the guys they were missing still mattered and that they were moving on and that they made their choice and we're moving on without those Sergio and Poulter and all those others. And Rory is that bridge from whatever generation uh, that was wildly successful. And he was a part of those as well to this one. And, and the whistling straights kind of, um, I don't know if it's a debacle, whatever you want to call it, him getting emotional, him being the team, a team leader there and one of its best players and failing to come through and then playing, um, all five, right? Winning four matches uh, and needing a Patrick, Patrick Cantlay sort of uh, insane miracle heater over the last three holes last night just to avoid, just to get the loss. I mean, it was, it, you know, these great players. I would say Scotty Scheffler didn't play awful. You yeah, just talked one, about that. One head-to-head, awful. Yes, one <laughs> awful. That head to head match. Like sometimes it's totally out of their control that your record is, it's just can be fluky. And this is Rory's like all-time career high. He gets four points, leads the team, given the stakes, given the external pressure we talked about. For me, he's the MVP, probably a pretty big pressure release and celebratory uh, celebratory month for him uh, based off of what was at stake and what felt like at stake for him and, and how it broke out for him. So he's the MVP. Is there one on the American side? Well, I think with Rory too, like yeah. I, I, I think we saw that same kind of play that was amazing when he was going, when the live thing came through, I think he's a player that with like a little added edge motivation, I think he's a very nice guy. Mm -hmm. And sometimes like that can be a detriment to, to being a absolute stone cold killer on the golf course. When we've seen him kind of like 
playing for a little bit something more. Um, we saw it with Liv. I think he said that on the Subpar podcast. It might have helped him when Liv, all that stuff happened. You know, focused him. He wanted to show people how much money they could make on the PGA Tour. Um, and then this thing on Saturday, I loved Zinger being like, he's going to come out flat. Oh, my God. What is he talking about? <laughs> he's emotionally spent. So emotionally spent. Flat. After, after oh, totally this unmotivated. whole thing, it yep. was like you knew that Sam Burns was cooked. Like, and he was, I don't, he didn't make a bogey. He was phenomenal. Um, part, part like just, just put, put the pedal down. Like, I don't think Sam Burns played bad. He just he ran into, right. he just ran into Rory and it, you know, it was amazing that he got the, that match got as far as it got. McElroy said, uh, I got this from a Ewan Murray article. I think he talked to the press at large or, or larger gathering, but this is from Ewan Murray. He said the angriest I've ever been in my career coming off the golf course at 18. Uh, I don't feel like I was afforded the same opportunity to make a putt as Patrick was. I was trying to do the right thing. It was definitely a wrong thing to do. That is not the way this game should be played. Not by a player, caddy, anybody. thought it was completely disrespectful. Um, you know, he talked about how he had been trying to quiet the crowd down for Cantlay at, at 16 and 17 preceding that, which ended up being big holes for Cantlay. Um, and then he just felt like that was not... It, it, and the overhead video today... Lacava's the angle looks is so bad. bad. Of course, we're just getting a text from a friend keeping us updated. Says that um, apparently Rory told Stricker, "I texted Joey, and we're all good." So the t- kind of the roller coaster of that seems to be we're hitting the resolution stage we, and the makeup stage. Can we hit on one thing real quick on that? What the fake fake story this morning that they had made up before play? Rory clearly wanted to just get the Ryder yeah. Cup over. So and figure it out I just later. I just want to tie the loop here. Yeah. All right. The Patrick Cantlay thing blows up, and I think this is an all-time low for Paul Azinger. He's calling it clickbait, fake news. Like we d- He you didn't know, today. It, he didn't really bring up the story at didn't all. Didn't bring up the story today, but he's talking about how it was all fake and you know the people involved with it are you know fake, uh, not nothing true about it, you know, so on and so forth. And then he's saying uh, he hopes it's not true. Right. Meanwhile, today... Today, it's reported by his colleagues that this meeting happened between LaCava. And that's what the entire world of golf runs off of, you know, between LaCava and Rory. And then literally out of Rory's mouth on the same telecast, this meeting never happened. And there's no there's no um, he's like, I haven't met Joe. I haven't met Joe. There's no mention of, you know, some bad reporting. It's amazing that Zayner wasn't like a dog with the bone. Yeah. Yeah. There's a a double standard there. No, no mention, no apology of maybe, maybe we messed it up earlier in the day. It was kind of crazy. The prism with which this, this Ryder cup, the lens in the context with which this Ryder cup became played out over the last I don't know, 60% of it, given the hat gate, given the uh, the kerfuffle with LaCava and how everything, every reactionary quote and motivation and, um, I don't know, interplay between the American side seemed to be reacting to this, what they called a, a fake story on the hat. And, and the, I guess, I think what they were precisely fake uh, said was fake was that the team was fractured and there was division within them. But that was amazing how that that became the entire context. Where then all of a sudden you've got <laughs> car park, <laughs> as they call it, parking lot, which we say over here, 
parking lot kerfuffles, brouhaha, whatever. And then, Donnie and then, Brooks, we got whatever. The, then you got the Americans coming out without hats and support oh. for Pat today. JT looked like, right? He needed one. He was squinting. <laughs> he was squinting. He kept, like, kept going like this. Uh, <laughs> kept having a shade his eyes. He needed a hat. He legitimately needed a hat out there. He looked like he was struggling. Another thing that I loved was like Borakow was the first player that comes out without a hat. Yeah. And he immediately just like rifles a, a tee shot and hits a spectator with right. a tee shot. Right. It's like, okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, JT, I mean, he was doing the gesture, but it looked like he was actually like really in need of a hat just to be able to see. He was struggling with the sun. He was squinting the whole time. He gets a he gets a point over the septic tank at the at the death, oh. at the very how eager were you? So the Fleetwood and Ricky thing, which we're going to get to in a minute. We're going to get to in a minute with Ricky. But the Fleetwood-Ricky thing's happening behind them. How bad did you want the critical half, the clinching half, to come down to the septic tank? Uh, I'm not going to lie. Beating was, back JT at the last hole. Last night, as I was looking through the pairings, I said, how amazing would it be if it came down to Sep yeah. and, uh, and JT? And sure enough, today with, you know, if, Honestly, if Patrick Cantley wasn't two holes behind all day, I think that match becomes a real like it would have been like a Homa finish, you know, where everybody would have been hanging in the balance. But man, when when Septic Tank chipped in on on sixteen, there was uh, there was some cheering um, on 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 this side of the yeah. Uh, you were, the room. You were, you were, I was I was I was getting couch. getting pretty got pretty pumped. He did up. his you know his little like fist pump thing. And he yeah, sauntered his, his way his down big, the hole. Big yeah. boy fist pump. It was and, great. Uh, but and, but it was Fleetwood that got it done. It was it you know was, I wasn't I wasn't necessarily surprised to see him hang the three wood outright. And, <laughs> yeah, oh and god, hit, hit the hit yeah, the, the heavy heavy. Uh, heavy sand shot with water behind it. It was kind of, um, it was kind of fitting. It was a reminder of, you know, maybe steps, not, not up to world class yet, but it, you know, a lot of people, this is lost. A lot of people aren't saying enough about how classy step was there to concede. He knew the match yeah, was he over he and he conceded it. and let JT get a point. We didn't have to see JT have to, you know, cozy it down there and make par. He, he gave JT a win um, you know, without him having to earn the finish. So I, you know, did you ever feel like the Americans might get to 14? It felt like, I mean, it felt the like there Scheffler was a thing chance was a, a killer that Scheffler, um, half point, I think was like a lot bigger. Everybody. I mean, I think this is the crazy thing is you look at the score and it's like, Oh, they never had a chance. Look at the score. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and people were saying this after Thursday or after Friday. Oh, it's over. Little moments, like little moments. The Rom putt, the Rom and Hovland back-to-back putts on um, Friday were was a huge moment. Like these things, like hinge on different things, and and all of a sudden it becomes just like you see real pressure and and, and pressure. mistakes right. in the Ryder Cup from them, um, from that like that intensity. And I think like if this was just a little bit closer, I think the U S had a real good chance. And I think like the U S had a chance, a conceivable chance today. Yep. Um, all right, let's do it. Let's do an ad read for our friends. We're going to get some LVPs we're, here in a minute. We're in the B Dranny house. LVPs. We're going to do an American autopsy. I want to get some captains uh, comparisons here, but we are in, 
the Be Dratty House here in New York. We played around the golf uh, yesterday. We had our uh, what'd you have? What'd you wear? I went with the uh, everyday vest. I think it's God. the Dratty everyday I can't vest. Even remember. It was perfect. I... Rain finally went away. I had my Liam Polo. I had a Liam Polo, and then I had a ZR, uh, one of the lightweight ZR vests. I apologize. I don't know the product number. Played with had the Jack Polo, which is the long sleeve. That's a favorite. Looked like a perfect Jack Polo. He was very sharp. Jack Polo. Yep. I was pants Liam Polo. I think it it was perfect. You know, long sleeve on one part of your body weather, which is sometimes my favorite weather. It's a versatile line. I mean, you're going to wear, it looks like a Q-zip on a cross-country flight, so it can I be lounge not cross-country. It's just, I'm just oh, you're going, going, you're not going I'm to staying in the eastern time Michigan. zone. That's right. You know, I'm going uh, to Michigan. But you can, you can wear it to lounge around. You can wear it to play golf. You can, I mean, you can wear it to a nice restaurant if you want to look good, respectable. Uh, all the layering, all their polos, their polos are kind of what we live in. Uh, around the year, even in the winter, you got the Jack lawn sleeve. So you go to bdratty.com. Well, you love the polos because they like legit feel like t-shirts. Right. You know, right. that's like they the thing is their like t-shirts you can... out of the same layer material. <laughs> yeah. So, and they look good. So go to bdratty.com. Use the promo code SGS30. Uh, they honestly, they let us do whatever we want, really. From a, They let us like they understand our voice. They let us be goof. They understand we're irreverent. There's no marching orders to do it. They, they're just great partners, good friends of the program. And like, quite honestly, even if they weren't, I would still be looking for their stuff in the pro shops that I go to. I'd still be wearing their polos. I'd still be buying their stuff. So they've been great friends to us. Support them for that. Uh, Bdratty.com. Use promo code SGS30. Okay. Who was your LVP? LVP for, um, I guess. You can't I mean, how can, you, how can you not say Ricky Fowler? That's where it's going. Let's talk I mean, about and I consent. feel bad because, like, it sounds like he was sick. Maybe not sick. Who knows? Zach can't give us an answer. Zach could be LVP. Yeah. Zach could I, honestly, actually, I hit, the I, captains yeah. don't hit shots, but he could be it. Um, I think you give it to Ricky Fowler. I thought the concession was absolutely insane. Two um, feet, eight inches to win the cup or retain it. And, I, like, sorry, a guy that hasn't won on the PGA Tour because of, Sleeper. like, pretty shaky putting on Sundays. Yeah. Like, it's not like it, it wasn't Rory or Rom uh, up there hitting the putt. Uh, you know, it was a guy that like literally struggles with this very putt on Sundays. I thought it was insane. It was crazy. It, it was crazy even if it was like Friday morning. I think it would have been sort of questionable. And it's much crazier for the entire uh, kit and caboodle, the cup. On MVP Sunday. was the guy that ran into the water. <laughs> That guy got too much play. Like, let's get out of here with that. We don't need more of the Yahoo. Incredible. No, we don't. I mean, he, he was, was like eighty-five button, years he was old. He in a button-down. He had a full, like, gray beard. He was like a put-together guy. Get Usually, these Yahoos you expect, out of here. He was, his shirt um, was tucked in. It was amazing. Ricky Fowler, the only player for the American side that didn't get any point, a half point of any kind. I mean, Xander could be LVP. You, Easily. He played four times and got one point. He went one and three. I forget what it was his match today. I think was his. his I only think Spieth point. could be LVP. Spieth um, was Spieth was a disaster. He was a disaster. We'll do we'll do the post mortem, the full autopsy here on the American side. But I think the Ricky Fowler. I've seen alternate theories that he conceded it because he just wanted it out of his hands. Like he didn't want to miss his six footer, <laughs> and that's it. That's the game because he missed a six footer or whatever it was. And I don't know. Either way, it's in your hands. It's your mental decision to make to give that concession. You're kind of take fire for that, or you miss it. There's all sorts of theories. He's a good guy. He seems like a great, you know, 
person to hang around and, and friend, but he was a mess. Buddy he was Bob. not playable. On uh, Saturday, apparently, he was just benched or sick. Who knows? Well, he was sick. Then we and, said, and then on Saturday, he was perfectly fine. You cannot concede the putt you, for the cup. You cannot concede it, especially to Fleetwood, especially with some slimmer of of hope. I mean, like end. literally. And he's going to take fire for that, and he should. Literally, fifteen minutes earlier, we we saw Wyndham Clark not give Bob <laughs> McIntyre a putt that he missed of. Maybe shorter length. It might have been shorter than that. Um, that was crazy. I think like when you zoom out, all the buzz, all the talk was about JT and his merit on the selection. The pick, and yeah. I think that Ricky was a foregone conclusion for a pick, but it wasn't based off his play. It was based off of like, hey, he's definitely getting picked because he's friends with all these people. Like, if you think about, like, the reasoning of, like, nobody questioning the Ricky pick is because everybody saw, okay, it's an amazing story they came back. It's an amazing story he won Detroit. It's amazing that he, he was in it in the U.S. Open. These are all things that we didn't expect. But, like, the fact that it was, like, out of this world that he was in contention at the U.S. Open, like, it was shocking. Yep. Shouldn't that have raised some alarm bells as to is this guy, should he be on the Ryder Cup team? Right. When I think if you look, zoomed out a little bit and looked over the two years, the body of work of two years, I think you would have had a lot stronger candidates across the board. Right. Um, and I think like it's, it's, a, it's a tricky thing. Like nobody was ever going to question the Ricky pick. And I think a lot of that's because of the relationship. But he was 13th in points. He was outside the 12. And frankly, he's been a very bad Ryder Cup player. And the Ryder Cup kind of approximates some other moments, I think, in his career that have left people wanting more. Um, and, you know, I think Ricky is like probably one of the nicest guys in the game. And, and that's like he's great for the game. I think he's one of the most popular players and has handled being one of the most popular players with like class and grace all the time. But if you're trying to win this competition, I don't think that he can really be a part of your team. Uh, so ZJ's captain's picks went 4, 12, and 4. Just a, a, a real disaster for the captain's picks, especially when we talk about depth. You know, you talk about American depth. They have 15 op great options. And whereas... Europe is always scrambling, they say, to fill out the roster in the last two, three, four spots. Obviously, um, the real bad captain's picks in terms of like that are Fowler, zero points. Uh, Spieth, one point and four starts. Burns, one point and three starts. JT, one and a half points and four four starts. And Kepka one and a half points and three starts, which... One and a half and three is not that bad. Yeah, and it's just the the, the disaster. One, the one, the one was, where it's nine yeah. and seven. Um, where do you where do you put the where do you? I mean, whose feet do you lie this loss at? It's kind of interesting. You see Scheffler taking some heat for being the number one. I think he's the. I saw Justin Ray tweeted he's the only number one reigning number one player in the world to not get a point in a Ryder Cup. A I think full some points. So, yeah, I think some of that's circumstance, right? You know. 
some of that circumstance. I guess a full point. Yeah, he ended up getting the half tonight, uh, today. But some of it was circumstance. Some of it was partnership. I think a lot of this goes to the buddy ball. It was a really bad week for buddy ball, uh, which seems to be the animating um, animating force behind the American team right now. Someone suggested to us, should you have like a GM that picks the team and then the captain totally, the captain is like a coach that sets the lineups and is not the same person. That seems like a, kind of an extreme idea because you want to construct your team based on the guys you want to play together. But I think I think that's like something I was thinking about a lot this week is how the Europeans seem to just become friends the week of. And I think that's like a natural thing with anything like when you were growing up, when you played on teams, like you might not be on the same team as as a few of your best friends, but you become really close with the people that are on your team. Um, And I think like. Maybe like this is the root of it is the U.S. team when they go abroad just lacks authenticity and like or in an organic nature. Right. It's very contrived. It's like we're going over there with all of our friends. This 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 Ryder Cup was that mm-hmm. we're going over with our friends and we know what our our pairings are like. There was no. I think it really lacks strategy. It was like this worked like and we're going to trot this out and because sam burns is friends with scotty he's playing with scotty and because jt and spieth are friends and have been successful in the past no matter what like their state of their game is this week i think it's the same thing we said after paris like why was phil going out if he was playing so bad like there needs to be um reactions and and it's like if if a play isn't working in football, you don't keep running the play. Yeah, there's an interesting... I think you make a great point there. There's something that goes on with these European guys where they become friends that week or they become friends with the idea that they're going to play together. It's like Victor Dubesson, right? They set up Graham McDowell. John Rahm like, understood he might have to take a, a rookie. Like They set that up maybe a month or weeks in advance. It's not that, oh, we usually stay in the same house or we grew up we uh, on tour. Or we grew up like they made they made, if they don't become friends that week they become friends by design to play together because they they've done the work that they will be a good match or that they will nurture that relationship not because um, I known him for five years or we generally hang out on tour like that that is that's a really great point we have Jimmy in the comments saying you know uh, captains picks are, are we're earning money and media won't touch this. Like we, I think we talked, we've, we've talked we've about talked this, about this for the weeks not, preceding for a lot of times, like non-conspiratorially, but like that is an impact. Just getting a pick has a major impact on your marketability, on triggering bonuses, on uh, like on just being on TV, being yeah. in high leverage p- moments and high, high in, public. You're instantly more recognizable yeah. when you play in a Ryder Cup because there's so few players and so much TV coverage and so much fan interest that it it immediately skyrockets your marketability as a player they don't get paid on for the event like in like they don't get a million dollars put into their bank account but they absolutely without a doubt get paid but where it where it failed and where it failed in action was feeling like these guys had to be handcuffed and it was scheffler burns out of this gate right and scheffler plays fairly well burns was awful got better and all of a sudden you throw them with non-buddy 
Morikawa and they find some magic. I don't know what the the sort of strategy animus was behind that, but taking Justin Thomas, calling him the heart and soul of the team, and then letting him only play in one basic circumstance with Jordan Spieth, who was struggling to find the club face, struggling to even stay and put his ball in, in play and not in his pocket, um, what's the value? You're diminishing the value immediately. And that's where I think the buddy ball system really took a hit. I do think J- JT has incredible value. It's annoying. The hat tipping today was just really dorky and excessive um, with no hat on. But I find him to well, be incredibly critical to know, the U.S. team. You know, I, but you can't. The buddy ball is what's the issue. You cannot handcuff these guys. And we've seen just so they're comfortable in pursuit of maybe what's the best strategy or the best action on the course. This theory of like Jordan and JT have to play together because they play so well together is like such a misleading theory. You know who played really well together? Jordan and Patrick Reed. Right. You know who played really well together? JT and Tiger. Right. They they can play with other people. And I think that's like when you look at the foursomes, I think if we want to talk a little bit about like best coaching strategy, worst coaching coaching strategy, getting your getting your ass handed to you in foursomes. Seven seven and one, the Europe Europeans went in foursomes. Alternate shot. That is the format that requires the most coaching, strategizing, and thought. That is the format where making the right decisions, the right pairings has the biggest impact because each shot's so consequential and your ability to put people together that either amplify or hide we amplify strengths or hide weaknesses. That's the one format you can do that. You can really make a huge impact with those pairings. And honestly, like I thought Zach was very, very cavalier, very cocky, um, and seemingly unprepared <laughs> for like them getting punched in the mouth and foursomes. And that was, I thought, like in terms of like if you wanted to boil down the coaching difference between the two teams, that was it. Yep. Um, like the the Europeans pairings made perfect sense, and the Americans pairings were like the Sam Burns thing on right out of the gate. Like the Ricky Fowler going out and for like why is he going out in foursomes? Yeah. The you know Patrick Cantlay playing foursomes but not playing four ball where he has the highest birdie average. Like I think Patrick Cantlay should have played as many matches as he physically could have. Um, I think like if you were going to do an MVP, like he should be the MVP of the American team. He he or Homa. Yeah. He or Max oh, Homa, are kind of yeah, together, Homa. which I think like they have to be critically part of these operations going forward. We'll talk about them in a second. Cantley is 4-0-0 in singles per Justin right now over Ryder and President's Cups uh, in his last you know young career, three, four-year career in these cup events. Um, so, yeah, that's the, the final accounting, I believe, is uh, Euros picks went 8-9 and nine and 1. And, yeah, the American captain's picks were 4-12. and 12 and one. I mean, so like 8-9, like, we're talking about... While Nick, Hovland, Rahm, Nikolai and Nikolai Hogard. Just, yeah. Nico, the, these are the captains. Nikolai Hogard. Um, Aberg. Has withdrawn from the Sanderson, by the way. They had a guy that was in the Sanderson field. Hogard just withdrew, if you can believe it or not. Aberg, Aberg. wasn't very good. I'm, you know, I like, I, it's no, I think it was a very hard situation. I couldn't only imagine playing in that atmosphere 
with like the circumstance of his career thus far, but he was not very good when he wasn't with Hovland in an alternate shot setting where, you know, his full game wasn't on display. Um, you know, like <laughs> big shot, Bob wasn't a captain's pick, but for all intensive pur- purposes, he was. Yeah, I guess. Cause he's what he was that world points. Yes, bullshit, world. Right. <laughs> like, they got to reform that yep. the world points list just shouldn't exist. Yep. Um, so yeah, they did so much more with their captain's picks. Yep. Um, I think that reflects a little bit with strategy, a little bit with selection from the start. Uh, like Shane Lowry, Shane CJ, Lowry, like oh, Shane Lowry is a good example. He was not good. No. And he would have probably been deemed heart and soul type thing. Yeah. Um, but unlike Spieth, he only played three times. And it was in all shot and he won. They won the first match and he squeaked out a half. Right. <laughs> so, so Shane Lowry, apparently heart and soul. He apparently gave a fired up speech on Saturday after the, the dust up with the Kava. There was a great tweet at us. It's like when Lowry was getting Rory in his car, you can tell Shane Lowry and awfully at the County in Ireland, awfully, or however you pronounce it. He's, had some practice throwing his friends or buddies in a car, bouncing boys back into a car and avoiding altercations. He excelled in that role of getting Rory out of there and, and out of the, a, a fight. Rory said he was going to the locker room. Kind of amazing. Um, but yes, the, the captain's picks discrepancy. I think a lot of that was the selections. But more importantly, I think, was the utilization this week and like re- refusing to break up potential friends from the jump. I think like I know it's there's 28 points and I know it got close. I just feel like Friday morning they were put on their ass the finish Friday afternoon and I think that was a lot of ZJ. I guess he's saying now he's like the failure. I re- I can I can reflect on that. Some of it was my poor decisions. I refl- I failed in some respects. Um, I think Friday morning was where it was really really laid bare and they were just sort of playing um, scramble mode and catch up from then on. Uh, in terms of pairings, in terms of on the leaderboard, uh, if Ricky, if Rory, uh, you know, I'm sorry, if, if Ricky's sick, why is he going right away? If JT's the heart and soul, why is he out there? If Sh- Sam Burns is shaky, why and why are you putting him in alt shot and off first in the entire Ryder Cup? And we got whitewashed, and we were catching up ever since then. And you just can't start a Ryder Cup. And how do we f- solve this foursomes? Like, again, well, just blasted. Every other format was... You know, it's a, it's pretty even or an American tilt. And we're just blasted in the foursomes every time in Europe. I think one of the things about foursomes, understanding foursomes, is that complementary players, that's where, I, and I don't want to, like, go into the guys that weren't there very much, but complementary players, like, that are a little bit different than what, like, can you, like, America has got, like, kind of a lock stock player, right? It's power they hit it far, they find it, you know, you've got some really nice all around players like, you know, Scheffler, obviously Scheffler, Cantlay, Xander, those guys are good at everything. Brooks is in that same ball in that same discussion of like, they're great at everything, but like the guys that just like are really steady. And we saw this with Brian Harmon yesterday. He played great in the, in the foursomes because he was hitting fairways. Like you need guys that hit the ball in the fairway to pair with your elite, elite iron players, which the U.S. has. You know, and that's why that Harmon-Homa pairing worked so well yesterday. It was the only, the only win was like a data-driven pairing, right? Yep. Like yep. that, 
that pairing made a ton of sense when you look at their complementary skills. So that's where the U.S. team, it's not always like, hey, like this guy is a better player on the PGA Tour than this guy. It's like, hey, this guy's skill set we don't really have. We might want to get this in here because we can pair him on on an alternate shot team with Scotty Scheffler. And we know that, hey, like Keegan Bradley is going to hit a lot of fairways. And if we give Scotty Scheffler approach shots from the fairway, we're going to be in a really good spot. Like, you know, that's what you should be doing when you're thinking about, like, who are are we pairing with Scotty Scheffler in alternate shot? It's like, how who's going to get Scotty Scheffler in the fairway as much as possible? And what holes can we have Scotty tee off on as much as possible that have him hitting approach shots? Because there's probably nobody in the world that is a better iron player right now than Scotty Scheffler. Right. And it's the same thing for Morikawa. It's like, okay, who are we pairing with Morikawa? Somebody that puts the ball in the fairway. Right. Like, get these guys that have, like... Superior skills. And, and that's the problem, is that, like, you wouldn't construct a baseball roster with all power hitters, like, Our to a certain extent. Like, Leishmans, you, nine you need a guy... You need people to get on base for the power hitters to drive in runs, right? Right. 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 So... I think like that's the way that the U.S. team need they need to think about roster construction. I'm sure they do. I don't think they, they do at all. An analytic this was buddy ball. But this was what won the day. It sounds like ZJ maybe benched some of the analytics guys as as the week wore on or in advance. And yeah, of course, there's very obvious um, motivations for some of the selections and some of the pairings. Uh, one that succeeded, Patrick Cantley. Um, he's four. Uh, he was. You know, kind of, I don't know if he's the heart and soul. He's the new heart and soul. Patrick Cantlay and Max Homa, co-MVPs. Homo's the only one who went all five. Incredible play today. Cantlay, I don't know if this is the hat gate that motivated people, but we've seen him now be a killer in these match play events. Uh, President's Cups, home, away. Uh, Ryder Cups, home, away. Um, I think Cantlay, he's sort of like a, he's, I feel like he's like a palatable version of another Patrick in Reed. Like he's a thorny, he's a pain yeah. in the ass. He kind of he's not agreeable on a lot of ways, but he's agreeable enough and he's valuable. He's incredibly valuable in this kind of setting, adversarial in this kind of format, match play. And he's like a I don't know if he's he's a critical heart and soul key cog guy going forward, but he seems pretty crucial to the future of any kind of team events based on how he's performed and based on, on how things went this week. Now there's you know, reporting that will come out. Maybe Eamon Lynch had an article that the future of this event is changing and money is going to become more a uh, part of it. Um, and I think he's behind that, whether it's the hat thing or not. I, I think he has a pretty critical stance that he wants that they deserve to be paid a lot more than they are. I, um, you know, honestly, Luke Donald blasted that by the way, last night he yeah. goes, no, absolutely not. That's not what the Ryder cup is. And you know, that both perspectives have their own merit. So, I think, like, given the circumstance, Cantley handled it really well. Yeah. Like, he didn't, he, he, but I do believe that the, that some of that story was true. And maybe some of it wasn't all the way there. It, it probably lands somewhere in between. But Patrick Cantley, he's, I think the stoic nature of his game where it's, it's very dial tone, um, is a huge advantage in match play. 
right? He doesn't really get up. He doesn't get down. And like we saw it for it, some, for some, right? I mean, some people want to get up, and some, but for him, it, it's very yeah. critical. Yeah. And I mean, like, again, like he's great at everything. Like he's a great all around player. And that, that helps you in these high leverage situations when you don't have weaknesses. Um, another American we have to shout out is like really probably should be a future of the part of this organization is Homa. He's now seven, one and one between last year's president's cup and this year's Ryder cup. Uh, somebody that seems to like really give a damn, really cares. I'm not saying none of them, none of them don't care at all, but any of them don't care, but he seems to be excel and, and Has turning like a, it up when it matters the most. The 18th today was incredibly impressive with the half point that wins Europe the cup if he loses the hole. And he's unplayable lie. Credit his entire caddy, all to his caddy entirely for the, taking an unplayable, then getting up big, and down. Big win for caddies after <laughs> after the Lacava incident. Uh, he said, you know, it's one of the uh, Homa... Uh, what Azinger called one of the best pressure putts he's seen in his life, which it was. It was an incredibly high pressure putt and high leverage situation. You lose the cup uh, if you miss it. And he takes an unplayable. He gets up and down. He says after it, you know, I was pissed that, you know, Justin Rose ma- made that putt on Friday and I missed mine on 18. And we kind of gave away a half point. I wanted that chance again. He got it and he did it. And it feels like Max Homa should absolutely be a part. And all the stat strokes gained. It's not just emotional stuff. It's like it's not just the wins and losses. The strokes gain and bear out that he was on top of his game even after a rough start with Brian Harmon. Like he should be someone that's a part of these teams. He seems malleable. Like you know, I well, I would just say that he should be someone that's part of these teams if he's playing well. Right. That's the that's that's always the problem. Yeah. (laughs) Justin Thomas probably say is on this team for the next 20 years probably said that in 2021 and then by 2023 it was kind of a i don't well situation. statistically he was bad maybe i don't know if data golf's come out with their final ones but they were they he, was, he and spieth were dead last last and second last on saturday yeah on strokes strokes game. Game. yeah so um Not good. you know like arguably you know jt we'll see what the numbers come out today but arguably the worst player in the Ryder cup from a playing standpoint so like again people don't just get gifted shouldn't just get gifted spots on this team because of what they've done in the past yeah it it should be hey are you are you playing golf well enough do we have a reasonable barometer that you're playing well enough to help the team and i don't think that justin thomas had done that this year um where does Zach rank? I, uh, real quick, I want to shout out Luke Donald. It sounds like, you know, Luke Donald, by all accounts, was incredibly chill, refreshing, quiet confidence was, I think, the term Rory used. Even after they'd won, he was very emotional but but quiet about it. Uh, seems like an incredible captain, cerebral, while also um, emotional in terms of motivation. He seems like just a, like a perfect kind of rider cap captain, right? Not too high, not too reactive, not too panicky. Um, I think Patrick Harrington might have been a little bit of those things in Wisconsin. Uh, so he seems like the perfect captain. On the flip side, you have Zach Johnson, who felt like I feel for the guy. You get a you get a one shot deal. He seems to be really uh, care about this team. He's kind of been bad throughout. He's been bad at the microphone. He's been bad. He was bad, questionable with the picks. He was questionable with the strategy from the start. He seemed to be put on his 
put on the defensive with the foursomes and not prepared for that being the first format necessarily um, and, and who he sent out. He was bad all the way around. He was bad Saturday night trying to answer questions about why they were getting their ass kicked, trying to understand uh, what went on with LaCava, trying to you know muzzle guys. He was not good. They lose by five. It's the same margin that Tom Watson lost by five, uh, lost by uh, pre-task force. And here we are post-task force adhering to sort of the principles of the task force of, of player empowerment, right? But did we go too far with letting them really just only pick their friends and play with their friends? he was when you lose you're always going to take a little bit of the heat but it just this was one of those that felt each step along the way right he felt like a like this is not going we're going back to the press conference to announce the captain's picks like we're going all the way through the process it felt like this could not go well and it just it, it was uninspiring. It was questionable. Um, so his quotes sometimes contradicted themselves, and it was one of the one of the worst. I think with Furick, I was okay with that in France. Like they, he was saddled with the roster, kind of that felt like the roster he had to take. Um, and of course, you know they popped them. It was a unique well, one-off. But but I think that's things- just, this was a such a easy op- not easy but it was an opportunity among the recent chances to get a win it was a really good opportunity to get one i think that like the the captaincy really matters like i i, n- I don't think like there was a lot said about harrington uh publicly but i think reading some tea leaves that he wasn't great In, you know and they got their yeah. doors blown off from all intents and purposes stricker Stricker seemed to be in the mold of of LD. Luke, of Luke Donald. Yeah. Really like uh, a similar disposition, similar, you know, like doesn't say a lot, but says Im- impactful when he does, like uh, articulate when he does. I think with Zatch, um, you know, I think it was it was bad. I I one question I had for you, if Henrik Stenson's this captain for the Europe, European team as originally planned, are they in better shape? Or worse shape. I have I have no idea. It seems like it couldn't have gone any better with Luke Donald. So the the likely answer is worse shape based on what Luke Donald did. He seems like the perfect captain, quite honestly. And it's easy to say that after a big win. But uh, I would have maybe some concerns about Stenson. I would want him to have a really solid group around him, right? Um, I, I was I think it probably would have been worse off, and it worked out well for Europe. Um, anything else? All right. Final strokes gained is out. Yep. Wyndham worst. JT second worst. And this is from Rando Surfer. Uh, Bob third worst. Big Rando shot Bob. Rando Surfer is giving us our data? Yeah. Okay. And uh, JT was fourth worst. Okay. So, you know, Bob, maybe big shot Bob doesn't deserve all the flowers. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> we had eyes. We could see. I don't want to bane Big Shot. I don't want to bane on We Big love Shot Big Bob. Shot we Bob. We love Big Shot Bob. But if you had eyes, you know, tell all these Europeans, tell us like the doubters silenced. I'm sorry. We watched this. We love Big Shot Bob. Again, we love Big Shot Bob. He's not as much as the tank, but, you know, nearly as much as the septic tank. Um, you know, one of the other things that the, the, I think the European team did well. Um, and one of the things that, that Luke Donald did as a strategy was like the guys that you were really worried with, they went out with like big time guys. 
Um, I was a little worried about Justin Rose at the beginning of the week, but you know, honestly, like him sitting out the last Ryder cup, I think made me forget that he was like one of the greatest Ryder cup players they had. Mm-hmm. Like I was thinking about it today is like, God, he was so good when he was with Stenson. Like that pairing was unbelievable. So you had big shot. Bob played with Justin Rose. Like they shepherded their guys along big shot. Bob played with him. Hoygaard played with uh, Rom, and uh, and then Aberg or Ober played with Hovland, right? Like y- those were probably the three guys that you were most worried about, and they played with like, and then like Stepstraka played two alternate shot rounds, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like was not heavily involved, and right. Hoy- Hoygaard was not great after that first round when he made eight birdies, um, yep. but like. They set them up not to fail. Right. They set up the back of their lineup not to fail by by putting them out there with guys that were that are, you know, some of the best leaders on the team. Contrast this morning, Zach Johnson said, How are you gonna get this back? He said by doing what we've done all week. Well, that doesn't make sense. You're down <laughs> you're down like an all time margin. All time quote. <laughs> you're down six, seven, whatever. So if you do the Wait, same what? thing, you're not gonna win. Like, what do you mean? I think he was alluding to like staying together. He he was so bad. Fundamentally, something has to be different Sunday if you're going to come back. Last night. We were, we had a full day of golf. I mean, we had been up for uh, for 24 hours. Yeah, we come sit down. We were cackling, howling, and and just confused at his, uh, at his whatever Saturday night press conference. The Americans also. The American press conference over the six winners didn't come off. I'd say they didn't come off great. But uh, Wyndham Clark, after all his pre-cup quotes, last in strokes gained. Bad numbers. I called that on Wednesday. I said I was worried about Wyndham. He was being put in the blender by the Euro <laughs> press. He was out there on an <laughs> island. Did didn't not go well. Ba- I think I also had Homa as top points earner uh, or, or all-star for the Americans. Who did you have? You had someone that came through, right, for you? One of your picks, top points. <laughs> it's like Fitzy. <laughs> Fitzy. I think I had Fitzy and Burns. I thought you almost had one. Call. I just wanted to go off the, you know. Yeah, I had Aberg as, as top as points. As something I, I got to think back on it next time. In two years, I'll remember. You got to pick guys that you think are going to play all five sessions. Those did are going to be the guys that are going to score the most points. Did we oversell the um, the captain's picks, the Aberg, Ho- Ho- Aberg? in particular or he was yeah, good he was, he was fine 20, he's out of college <laughs> but again like what did he play like what was he good in probably that first foursomes he was, he was pretty he was good. good in foursomes where Hobbled. he only had to hit half the approach shots right like we saw him struggle like he wasn't great with with the with his approach play all week like but you know what he's really great at he's really great at driving the golf ball and you know who's really great at hitting approach shots? Victor Hovland. So for, you know, whatever, however many holes, eight, however it shook out, seven, eight holes, one of the best drivers in the world hit uh, uh, drives for one of the best approach players in the world. That's why, like, that's a super smart pairing, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where stuff like, oh, we have one of the best uh, approach players in the world and Scotty Scheffler, let's have at a golf course that rewards accuracy really rewards accuracy let's have sam burns and and brooks kepka hit tee shots for him what was brooks your- kepka has won his majors bludgeoning golf courses to death and not hitting fairways what? like it's just it's it's 
it's galaxy brain shit. And like, I don't think he even understands. I don't think Zach Johnson, like, I think there are a lot of golfers like, and this goes to think about, and, and this is the first time I've thought about this. Think about when Luke Donald got to number one in the world, how he thought about getting to number one in the world. Do you remember? Right. He talked about how he knew because of his driving weakness that he had to gain whatever the number of shots were from approach in. And he worked tirelessly to do that and became the number, like one of the most like obscure and unexpected number one players in the world. Right. Just because you're great at golf doesn't mean you're a great golf mind. And I don't think, and I don't, I don't know. This is, I guess it is an insult to Zach Johnson. I don't think Zach Johnson has a great golf mind. It's one at Augusta National in the old course. But he's a great player. He's a, he's, he, he was does, a great golfer. He did not come off impressive. This is, we see this across the sports. Like Just because Magic Johnson was a great player didn't make him a great coach. It was a disaster. Didn't make Isaiah, Just because Isaiah Thomas was great at basketball no, didn't make him a great GM. I hear you. And I think like that's the thing about Luke Donald is when you, when you think about the way he thought about his own golf game, it makes sense that he is a great, great, great captain. Right. Um, he, he understands how to play away weaknesses because he got to the top of the world in golf with one of the biggest weaknesses you can have in golf. Um, speaking of next captains and who's up next, Zayner apparently signed off the broadcast. What we might see, should we see Tiger Sergio at Beth Page? I don't Sergio, think who's disqualified right now, you know, ineligible. I Tiger Phil, feels Phil, like Phil was supposed to be this Phil captain. Was. I mean, Beth Page is going to be the show, a scene. Uh, Tiger may be coming probably for the Americans. Seems like a reasonable suggestion. Uh, Sergio, less so. Was Zayner, uh, Zayner so bad he was good today? Just the heart and guts. The strokes gained from 180 to 220 stuff. The, uh, the Do you want to talk about back. the telecast? We can for a minute. What about it? The G-pad. This was a disaster. I mean, like... Worse, better or worse? Zatch or the broadcast arrangement? Oh, my God. Um... Maybe the broadcast because it got on air. Or, or Rick. <laughs> Like literally got on air. I think that, but I think from, um, that broadcast, it's just, it's so hard to be a golf fan because of what they do to you. Like you watch you, people are getting up at 5am and watching golf for these consequential moments. And they constantly were happening in, in playing through or in commercial breaks or with Max Homa, like huge match Ryder cup on the line. We don't get the tee shots. Yeah. yeah. How? How How do we not get the tee shots? How can you not hold it back and show us like, again, I like the the tracking of the of the PGA website was doing all the favors in the world to the broadcast because it was two holes behind. It was so far behind. And so you could hold shots back and you I, I don't care if they're like this was a second ago. I'm not there. I'm not on the grounds. Nothing's telling me something's sooner than it is. Just show me the shots. Like, yep. let me understand what's happening in these pivotal, pivotal matches. Yep. Uh, 
and the commercials they, it, was, it was it was it was not good it was not okay it wasn't shouldn't be abided or indulged at any point anymore it was that the you know azinger was amusing to me but um you know i heard hunter mayhan we got a lot of quotes from hunter mayhan was was really good on the uh, european side of it but yes it, it was really a disservice to golf fans well, i thought zinger, the way it was presented and the way you missed so many with it I, that's what I'm saying. It was amusing. It was so bad. It was amusing. It was good. So bad. It's good. Just too much. There's too much time of possession and something like this. What's that? Right. I mean, there's too much time of possession. It lets him just create and go off script way too much with something like this. So, you know, one of the things that I think with, with the Ryder cup is that there should be a lot more silence in the booth than there, because yeah. there are these like amazing moments with the crowd and reactions and stuff. And just nothing is okay. Right. Allowing moments to sit in, right. allow, you know, Zinger just fills the air constantly. And, it, and the more he talks, the more he exposes that he hasn't done a shred of preparation in maybe his entire career. I mean, it's just the same same rattles off the same thing about every player. Like, did they have anything about Ludwig Aber or Ober except for he just turned pro? Right. And like, could we have gotten some sort of like, it would have been amazing. And I think like, I think this is one of the things that has separated uh, CBS in recent years is they have an elite analyst that is actively working on getting better and actively researching like i have to think like a good analyst would have like you you see it with like nfl broadcasts like one yeah, thing that sets apart less, less heart and guts talk though. greg olson sets him apart is like the prep it's yeah, like so. hey i talked to this guy's high school coach like how good would it have been if somebody had talked to one of obear's like teammates right. or college coach about his game and like favorite moment. If you had things that could actually be additive, except for th three days of, you know, this time last year he was in college, you know, four months ago he was in college. He hasn't played in a major, but he's playing in this. Give us something, right? Do some research, call somebody. I like heart and guts. I like oh. guts of a burglar. We had, you know, Cantlay should put the middle finger on his hat, wear a hat with the middle finger on it. Zayner was, was flowing today. Yeah, it was rough. Uh, what seems to be in the autopsy, the break, even on the broadcast, they took too much time off. And they weren't ready to go on Friday, and that was the difference. I think there's like 20 contributing factors to why you lose I, and win do you, a Ryder do you Cup. Buy, but that was a big one that was being isolated. Do you buy the, the rust? I, I Yeah. Yes. Do I think it was like the difference? No, it was one of several. But yes, probably for someone like Burns and Scheffler and some of those guys that played out of the gate on Friday morning. If you're not in a real heated competition for a month plus, I think it's a contributing factor. No, that was just being really isolated and, and touted, though, at the end. I think it makes a lot of sense with Friday, too just how bad they looked um, right that's what because you know that's what happens when you haven't played you get punched in the mouth and it's just you're just reeling right mm -hmm. um so i think it makes a lot of sense for friday um and they they seemingly got better as the week went on not much better mm -hmm. yesterday it's not like yesterday they were great 
Um, so I think they got better. I think that's part of it. I also think like getting acclimated to Europe um, would have been beneficial where if you're just over there playing golf and obviously I want to be sympathetic of like, I don't think playing on a Ryder cup team should require you to spend a month in a foreign country. Um, especially as Cantley would be quick to tell you, I'm not getting paid to do this, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, I think like that's where it might make sense. Like, Hey, you're going to play on this Ryder cup team. And we, for, for the, two weeks preceding it we're going to pay you a million bucks but we have some control of like what you're going to do over the two two weeks and you're going to play this event right before it because it's going to help us win um because this you know listen this stuff matters um it's an exhibition and everything but like you know like it golf fans like are important to the product and having American golf fans be happy because because the U.S. team wins is a good thing for golf. Just like having the you know European golf fans are overjoyed with today because their team won. Do you think to that point? Do you think we have a competitiveness problem with the Ryder Cup? Uh, five points is the smallest margin of victory I think since um, 2012 since Medina. I think it's been it was five in 2014. It was six in 16. It was seven. In 18, it was 10 in Wisconsin, and then it was five again. So some of that, like you said, is today, or like we said earlier, is like those points at the end are just kind of garbage points uh, on Sunday signal, singles once you get that 14, 14 and a half. Um, but we haven't had a real close one. This it, felt close. It felt close, right? We were caring about the last two to three matches this of the was entire a close, week. This was a close yeah. Ryder Cup. Yeah. It, it, do, like, it doesn't always end. Like It's like um, you know, uh, a basketball game. Or a football game, like where you get a late touchdown, it doesn't reflect it. They win by 10. It doesn't reflect how close it was. You yep. know, I, I think this was a close Ryder Cup given, you know, they they had to have a lot of go, things go right. But like it was looking like they might ha- pull it off at one point. Um, I think um, I, you know what I would love to see. What? And I think like one of the issues is this rotating the captains like. I think there's a disparity in captain strategy. Like seemingly the two best captains recently have been Steve Stricker and um, Luke Donald. Can we get them to square off in, in Beth page? That might be interesting. Might I be think everybody's going to want tiger. Right. Right. God, I cannot believe speed played four matches. I, I mean, believe. I'd love to see Dodo Molinari get a, a head captain job. It will be a pure data boy. Um, I feel so bad for Ricky. Sorry, I'm just scrolling the roster, the concessions here. Not, ah, oh man. What would you give Brooksy grade? I mean, he he took plus. care of business He took today, care of business, right? B plus for Brooksy. No. I think just a B. Maybe uh, a B minus. Marco Simone. The, 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 the one, the nine seven leaves such a bad, t- I think C plus. I'm going C plus. For Brooksy. I know that, that was. You can't, if you're Brooks. And the quote. Yeah. And then laying an egg after calling out John. You can't, you can't lose nine and seven right. with Brooks and Scotty. Yep. Yep. Kind of a uh, Fitz was on fire there for an hour. Is, he was is okay. Liv playing in, uh, in Jeddah this week? I don't know. I think Brooks might have to go I don't to have Jetta. that on my, on my, my memory bank. Um, how about Marco Simone? He seemed fine. It seemed good. Fine. It seemed like even like it wasn't I thought it had totally a good favoring one team like France. Uh had a good enough finish. Yeah. 
kind of got a little bit familiar with the holes. It was fine. Uh, it was think, beautiful, think, the sunset and all that. I uh, think if the U.S. team understood the challenges that Marco Simone uh, presented before they picked their team, um, they might have had a different team. Some more fairway finders and things like that. I saw there's a JT quote about how this was like a team of one. There's no misfits. Yes. Um, like a, I assume he's alluding to, yeah, turds in the punch bowl, like a Patrick Reed causing problems. I just think back to Keegan's quote when I hear that. Yeah, maybe you need a misfit or two. Maybe you just need, uh, you know, you sacrifice that for the best player or the best or fit for a course. Just also like the idea of like how many people in your life did you not like? You get along right you get away. Along from, uh, like yeah. like you didn't like yeah. in first yeah. regard, and then they become one of your best friends. Right. Right. Or like this is this is a thing. Just because he's not one of your best friends doesn't mean that he wouldn't be a great teammate and maybe a better teammate than one of your best friends. Yeah. Like this is about building a team. Yeah. You just get along for the purpose of the competition. Yeah. This is a, the, the, the problem with the U S team is that they think it's about camaraderie. It's about building a team and building a team with, with skill sets that, that fit together. You know, personalities are important, but they're, it's not everything. And that that's what it feels like the, the U S belief of what the europeans do well is so fucking reductive yep it is like oh they're they're jovial and friends so we have to have all of our friends that's the key to winning it's not oh they also make really smart partnership decisions and they understand you know like they have dodo molinari making lots of decisions with luke donald and they're looking at data and they know who's been the best putter who's you know the most accurate player you know in this range like all the stuff you know as azinger pointed out you know they understood the course and set up the course to fit their team's team's needs like in in what they excel at um i think that does it you have anything else um, right mark go ahead real quick like uh awesome story uh of the week uh uh sung jm yeah and i have that as news korea yep. uh winning the uh asian games they won the gold it? medal in china they get an exemption from the military service. yeah so, so we're amazing. gonna lose those studs lose them for whatever the you know same moon bay where they just disappear for a couple of years in the primes if, of their ages of their career if uh sanjay and uh, siwoo if jt had had singles disappointments oh book, book shane ryan's book <laughs> just fell down. um if jt and uh had disappointments in back-to-back team competitions of siwoo kim and sep straka would would people have thought differently of them <laughs> perhaps perhaps <laughs> um i think that does it good rider cup week i have no doubt we'll have more cleanup um oh justin rose a good pairing doesn't mean playing with your best mate Ooh, came out and said that that's from troy in the chat here the americans need to yeah god i don't know we you know they get their ass kicked every time they go to europe and i think we overdo it on the we overdo it on the criticism we overdo it on the praise you know after wisconsin everybody's like they're not going to lose for 10 years and they're going to win everyone by six points and it may be something so simple as, you know, the home team is starting with a two, one and a half, two point advantage. And that's just the way the Ryder Cup is right now. And, you know, it, it's just, we cannot overreact. But I think what is seems pretty clear is Zatch wasn't a, a great captain. And the way that the buddy ball 
just totally handcuff handcuffed them, right? Kneecapped them, whatever you know term you want to use. That that seemed to be the great undoing this week. Hey, you know, uh, I think Prime might just start recruiting entire high school teams because they're buddies. They get along. They're friends. Gotta We're not gonna recruit it. all over the country. We're gonna recruit just a successful high school program. All right, that does it for our week from uh, New York era. Thanks to B Dratty for their support. You can go to bdratty.com, pick up some apparel there, some comfortable clothes. We had a great week. You guys have been uh, really supportive. We dabbled with this whole live show deal. Those are on YouTube. If you're listening to this on a podcast, you want to see us. I don't know why you would, but you can go watch the archive of that on the Friday YouTube page. Maybe we'll do more of them in the future. We may do. Who knows? We kind of hastily threw this together. We'll see. I think we can pull it off. We we figured it out. We figured out some, maybe not. I don't know about that. You know, we're we're taking pops at Zinner and some of the other broadcasts. I don't want to try to commit to too much. We need an extra computer is the one thing. (laughs) That's the one thing we found out. We needed an extra computer. Um, All right. Great Ryder Cup. Really fun. We're going to have more of it. More post-mortem. More recriminations. More praise coming on Wednesday, I'm sure. Maybe uh, Tuesday. We were, maybe Wednesday. Maybe Tuesday. We were cackling. Uh, cackling these maybe last actually, 20. Actually, maybe Wednesday. 20, probably Wednesday. <laughs> cackling these last 24 hours together. So thanks to Dratty for getting us out here, doing stuff all week with us. We will be back with you in the middle of the week. Mm-hmm.